0: Okay, gotta get my energy levels up. I know. Because I don't want to have
1: the whole show where we're Mama, sounding like Mama. Eeyore. We went to Waverly. Fuck yeah, we did. All the files.
0: podcast.
1: The whole thing, creepy, Investigation hangover.
0: Yeah, it's we're trying to get our our energy levels up, guys. But it's two days after the big Waverly investigation, and we're feeling the paranormal hangover. We
1: absolutely are. But
0: you're listening to Oddity Files, the The podcast. podcast. We're a podcast where we like to talk about creepy shit that we find on the internet, and we think you guys want to know more about. But really, it's a storytelling contest. Clayton and I compete for. I don't know, what do we, we should have a...
1: DJ Jimmy's approval.
0: There we go. So we compete for DJ Jimmy's approval wah, wah. every week by telling each other creepy stories and... Sometimes.
1: He doesn't let us eat dinner if we lose.
0: Okay, perfect.
1: <laughs> so every but, Friday one of us goes without dinner.
0: <laughs> yes. But welcome everybody to Oddity Files. See, there goes my energy level.
1: Right on up. <laughs> I'm right behind you.
0: <laughs> I, I see it in your eyes, man. I'm right behind you. No, you are not.
1: No, once the caffeine from the Excedrin kicks in, then we'll... Uh...
0: Oh, that's, that's, that's child's play caffeine right there. I've got the uh, quad shot latte going on over here in my Oddity Files turbus she got me for Christmas a couple of years ago.
1: Quad shot, gotcha, that's a lot. So what's new? What is new? Well, the obvious...
0: Waverly, We
1: may or may not be possessed because we forgot to sage when we left. We
0: totally forgot to smudge.
1: But, you know, it happens.
0: It does. But, you know, honestly, it was fucking amazing.
1: I just, I'm thinking back on how much time that we were there. We were there for a very long time. And I feel like we barely scratched the surface. I
0: feel like, I mean, I know we were there for hours and hours. It felt like 10 minutes.
1: I know. We could do a full night on each floor. Maybe not the fifth floor, but yeah, four and below you could do a full investigation on each floor.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. The place lived up to its reputation. I will say I and I talked to Carter about this. I got a welcoming feeling from the spirits there.
1: Well, when we very very first started, I'm not going to say too much. So you watch the episode, but when we very very first started, I said to you like I have this weird sense of calm and like yes. at ease. I thought I was going to be terrified. Yes.
0: I was terrified going in. We were sitting there eating dinner. I'm like, guys, I'm getting real nervous. Yeah, I
1: was like anxious all day and just nervous. Yeah. And then I got there and I literally was just like, oh.
0: It's like you walked in and I almost felt relieved the second we walked in. I don't know. Yeah. I can't explain it. Um, But it was amazing. And Tina, the lady who runs oh my the tours gosh. and actually owns the building – is one of the most amazing people I've ever she met She really
1: in was life. incredible. And, you she, know, sometimes we encounter people that are a little more off the wall, and you never really know what you're going to get when we go into some of these really places. You really
0: don't. And anybody who investigates different locations, you know exactly you what we talking exactly
1: about. You know exactly what we're talking about. So we get there, and she's just, like, chatting us up. And at first I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> like, oh, here we go. <laughs> Half of our time here is going to be... This, yes. but no, yes. she was so cool. She
0: was, and and she was a realist.
1: Absolutely, and that's what I liked the most about her. And yes. she was just one thing that that really stood out to me. She's like, you know, I don't know how to tell a lie. I couldn't tell a lie if I wanted to, and I don't need to at this place. Like No, it it does itself justice.
0: Exactly, exactly. So I, she has my dream job. <laughs> I mean, she lives there.
1: She lives there.
0: It's amazing. She's like, I'll be
1: laying in bed, like sitting on my iPad, and all of a sudden I'll get. Like poked, and I'm or like, tap all right, on the shoulder. Like, try and go to sleep.
0: <laughs> yeah, back off. Oh, it's and honestly, even just since the last time I was there, which was about a year ago, they are putting some work into that place. Yeah, they are. It. They have windows. I Waverly hasn't had windows since it was Waverly. <laughs> you so know,
1: crazy. But
0: they are they are working so hard, and every dime they make goes back into that yep. place. It's. Amazing. I, I love it so much.
1: I put some of the photos on my Instagram story, like just with like some little facts. And I've never had so many people commenting on my Instagram oh, stories. Cool. Like so many people were asking me questions or you know, just a lot of people saying, I've always wanted to go there. People like friends from college that I had no idea were even into the paranormal. Like, oh my gosh, how did you guys get into Waverly? They knew like, that it was Waverly. Thing. Yeah. That's crazy. It just goes to show how infamous. Oh, it
0: is. Totally. The the biggest question I got is are you still in town and are you going to Derby? <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> no, not this time.
1: Um one of my friends he said that he he knew someone that worked there like acted in their their haunted attraction uh-huh. that they do in October. And after you've been hired hired, quote unquote, as an actor as your like final test, they start you on the fifth floor all by yourself. What? And you have to walk down to the gift shop. By yourself. By yourself at night.
0: Oh, shit.
1: And so if you do that, then they're like, all right, welcome aboard.
0: Okay, this badass being me (laughs) wouldn't even walk to the bathroom by herself.
1: (laughs) After he sent me that, I looked at James. I was like, I wouldn't go to the bathroom by myself.
0: I thought about it and I'm like, no, Carter, you have to come with me. I
1: know. Mainly because of bats. This place (laughs) might have more bats than spirits.
0: (laughs) But, you know, they weren't harmful except to Clayton.
1: They... I'm, so They tried to eat his face. We've encountered bats a lot. I've never been touched by one. Once it hit my head, and then the second time it ran into my back. Oh, they love you. And I was like, they sense my fear. They do.
0: They totally. Oh, and I have to talk about because this won't be in the episode at all. So we all know I lost my dad several years ago, and I'm still heartbroken and everything. But so after he died, everybody in my family saw a frog. And... We all just kind of knew it was dad checking in on us, on us. Words are hard. Um, but we get to Waverly. We get set up um, in our whatever you want to call it room. What do we call it? Base camp. Base camp room. And just off the side, there's like a little balcony where you can sit and get some fresh air. And there's a frog on there all night long. All night. Um but I think he was there. I think he was keeping an eye on us and making sure. Maybe that's why it felt so good.
1: That it tried um, to come in the room.
0: It tried to eat your sister's face.
1: <laughs> it literally tried to come into base camp. Yeah. Which was really just like,
0: hmm. Yeah. And and Carter had a, a terrifying experience. And I looked at the frog. I said, Dad, keep an eye on him, okay?
1: <laughs> it was really cool. Yeah. I can't wait for you guys to see the episode.
0: Uh, it'll be a minute. <clears throat>
1: It'll be a minute, but
0: it's but gonna be amazing.
1: There was a lot of exciting stuff that happened.
0: It, totally. Everything I wanted to happen, pretty much everybody experienced that. Experienced As that a minute. whole,
1: absolutely. Yeah. And yet again, our team, we go in and we get something completely different than what mainstream media has. Every time. Every time. So, every time. You guys will love it. Love
0: it. Um, I did want to talk to you guys Uh, remember last week I had mentioned that we've got a new sponsor and it's Audible well I downloaded a book and it's really good and I started listening to it on the airplane back from Washington DC there's a bunch of Ed and Lorraine Lauren, Warren books on Audible
1: really like you that know. they wrote
0: yes huh And and it's narrated very well the first one I downloaded had nothing to do with them but it was paranormal it was awful <laughs> Of course, that was my free download, so I had to go and buy the Ed and Lorraine Warren book. But it's good. It's it's narrated really well. It's called Ghost Hunters, and I'm going to start with that one. And it just kind of touches on all of their um, – I'm sure it's not all of them, but uh, a lot of their places they've investigated huh. and what happened and what went down. And it's written very – eloquently and descriptively. Yeah. And so if you do end up joining Audible at audibletrial.com slash oddityfiles, check out the Ed and Lorraine Warren books. Maybe we should start a book club.
1: Uh, uh, like a Wednesday night
0: Yeah, we will just Skype in.
1: <laughs> Facebook Live. Yeah. Everyone just listens to someone narrate a book.
0: Exactly. So definitely check it out. Again, it's audibletrial.com slash oddityfiles. Um, this kind of has to do with some stuff we've been talking about. I am really upset at Waverly we didn't bring out Boo Buddy. We didn't? We didn't.
1: Oh, no. We never brought – and, and it, I literally looked at Boo Buddy at one point and almost told them to take it where they went. I'm just going to be vague. Oh, so that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, yeah.
0: For sure. Um, But the reason I thought of that after I was talking about our sponsorship is we have another new sponsor. We do. And it's where we got – Boo Buddy, which is
1: where we've a, gotten a lot of stuff. A lot
0: of stuff. But I know Boo Buddy is an exclusive to Ghost Stop. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So um I think if you're into the paranormal and you like to investigate, even if you just want to do stuff around your house, which I wouldn't, but you feel free. Um, you check out oddityfiles.com slash site slash ghost stop. And that's honestly pretty much where we get all of our
1: yeah. sunny equipment. But- like without even shopping, I just get on Ghost website to see what new equipment there is out and you know, who's using what and, and how it's different and the stuff they develop is really, really cool. It is. And if you find yourself down in the Orlando area, that's they have a act- store. What's that?
0: <laughs> they have that store. Oh yeah. That's yeah.
1: actually they have a store down there in Orlando. So if you are a Floridian um, just swing on by and check it out.
0: Yeah. And one of my favorite things that we've gotten from there recently, aside from Boot Buddy, is they make the the GoPro-style cameras, which is IR, so you can film it in the dark. And I know a lot of people want to know how to get that kind of camera reasonably priced, so we're going to give them one more shout-out. It's com slash site slash go There
1: you go. You have a paranormal in the news. Well, we Indian- actually both did, but it was the same one. It
0: is legit—the exact <laughs> same story. Which,
1: but is once kind you hear it, you're not going to be surprised.
0: <gasps> no, not at all. Actually, Alexa told me. A- Damn it, I said her name. She told
1: me about it Alexa, this morning. Thank you.
0: Um, why is this not? Oh, there it is. So the headline is: Indian Army says it found yeti footprints in the Himalayas. Yeah. Um, this is actually off of NBCNews. dot com. It made NBC News. It's kind of nuts. It's everywhere. Yeah, the Indian Army says it it has discovered footprints in the Himalayas that appear to be belong to a Yeti, known in the United States as Bigfoot or the abominable. That's such a hard word for me. The abominable. The abominable. How do you say abominable? The ab- abominable. Abominable. There you go. The abominable snowman. <laughs> measuring 32 inches by 15 inches the footprints were found near mount mackaloo base camp april 9th military officials posted on twitter late monday so this is not april fools a spokesman for the country's defense ministry told nbc news on tuesday that photographs taken by the army's mountaineering expedition team had been passed on to the quote, scientific community community for verification. The announcement, which was referred to as the, referred to the Yeti as, quote, mythical beast, unquote, was met,
1: wow,
0: I can't talk at all, was met with mixed reaction online. Some noticed that the photos appeared to show the footprints in a straight line, one behind the other, Similar to what might be expected from a model a catwalk type thing. <laughs> Did you see I posted my catwalk pictures on the
1: Yeti's Yeti's got some
0: sass. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's that gif I send all the time. It's yes. <laughs> Yeti on the runway. So, <clears throat> of course, you've got your naysayers. You've got your believers. But the big guys are talking about a Yeti in the Himalayas.
1: I'm kind of stoked. I'm all about it. I am, too. Well, he obviously just transported from Utah to the Himalayas. <laughs> exactly. It's getting warmer out, so he needs to go somewhere cold.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you've got Yetis; those are the snow big feet. So you mm-hmm. got the brown ones, which are all year long beasts. Yeah, I, d- sure. I don't even know. Then you've got the skunk ape, which is hey, it, it, because it smells bad. Because it's in Florida, duh, bo. Duh. Um. Yowie, that's just another word for it. There are They're out there. They're out there.
1: We should just do a whole episode of the iterations of Big Feet. Foots? Bigfoots.
0: <laughs> we totally should. But I'm stoked. This one made the real news. It's not just on Joe Schmo's little website. Hey, right. so-and-so saw this. And there's photo proof of the footprints, which is even better. That is cool. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Hey, you listening, Uh you should check us out on all the socials. Yes. We're at Oddity Files on everything. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, just search Oddity Files. We come up. We also have a really fun fan page on Facebook that you need to be selectively approved, which we approve everybody. Um, So definitely check that out. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Please rate, review, and su- subscribe. God, I really can't talk today. <laughs> um, I had a thought. I don't know if I told you this or not, but here's what I'm thinking. <clears throat> to get more reviews on mm-hmm. Apple Podcasts, I think we should run a contest. Ooh. Did I mention this to you? No. Kind of, sort of?
1: Maybe kind of, sort of.
0: Maybe like once a month. So everybody who writes a review, email us at auditfilescrew jesus oddity files crew at gmail.com and tell us that you submitted a review yeah and then once a month we'll pick somebody randomly and send them one of our cool little car decals and maybe an
1: eight by ten like a signed eight by ten yeah that'd be cool
0: let's start that
1: okay so starting oh it's may it's perfect it's it's gonna
0: be may (laughs)
1: it's the first week of may so at the end of this month (coughs)
0: cut that out jimmy um
1: (laughs) So at the end of this month, if you, or at any point this month, if you rate, subscribe, leave a review, um, and you don't have to email us. Just like,
0: no, that way we know how to get a hold of them.
1: D DM- oh, that way too. That's what I was gonna say. Just oh, like okay. at some somehow contact us whether it's do, do
0: email just because it keeps it all in one place. And I'm okay. OCD,
1: so email us audiophilescrew@gmail.com. Don't listen to my suggestions. I'm and, sorry,
0: <laughs> I'm such a bitch. Um,
1: <laughs> and yeah, we'll pick one and send you guys like a signed eight by ten. Yeah, and a Cow.
0: Yeah, I like that, and maybe we should start reading the reviews out loud and give those people a shout out on the show at that point as well. Yeah. What do you think? I'm just trying to way to drum, get a way to drum up some reviews. <laughs> it's so bad. Oh, anything spooky going on in your world?
1: No, I mean nothing that would top our investigation,
0: dude. Still reeling.
1: <laughs> still
0: reeling. Um, DJ Jimmy. <laughs> no, nothing creepy Spooky Not
1: creepy, But I will say The experience that I had at Waverly Is shifting me Away from the realm of skepticism Ooh, So if you guys didn't hear what he just said He said that So as you know If you listened last week My little sister came along with us um, DJ Jimmy was also there And there were five of us Still didn't cover the place No Uh, But he said the experiences that he had at Waverly are shifting his current state of being a skeptic.
0: Skepticism. I can say that, but I can't say abominable.
1: Oh, that's good. (laughs) (laughs) So we just need to keep investigating places where stuff happens to DJ Jimmy.
0: There you go. I like it. But,
1: well, never mind. I'm not going to say anything because you guys have to watch the episode. Eventually.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nothing real spooky going on here. Um which I like it. That's good. We did have to drive through New Albany to get home and I wanted to go, did grab, you want to go? I wanted to go grab my spirit that used to live with me that I sent back.
1: Grab her? No. Maybe <laughs> just wave through the window like
0: hello. Come on. Let's go.
1: Let's oh, go. Oh gosh, Carter speeds away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Oh, so we do apologize for our lack of enthusiasm. Um, we're, we're trying to fake it. Not going to lie. We're really <laughs> trying to fake it. But it, it took a lot out of us.
1: A lot. It really does. And, you know, when you are places like that and you can tell that they're not evil and dark energies, they're just there's just so many and so exactly. much there that, you know, a lot of times we do offer our energy, our equipment's energy, and it. It happens. It does. It absolutely happens. Um, And
0: I think when you don't get that feeling of dread or evil or darkness, you almost open yourself up more to them. Absolutely. And I think that was the case. Plus, I mean, it it was literally, hours-wise, the longest investigation we've ever done. Yeah. We investigated till the very last second. Usually, we put everything back in its place and our Boxes. This time I'm like, just throw shit in the back of the truck and let's go.
1: Yeah, We, I mean, it was eight and a, basically like eight and a half hours. Yeah. That we were hardcore investigating. I know. Any of the breaks we took were no more than 10 minutes. No, and um, that's
0: not like us. <laughs> well, at least me anyway.
1: Well, you, but usually at, you know, 1.30, 2 a.m., Carter and I are starting to get a little doze, like starting yeah. to doze off. I mean, if we're somewhere where it's active, obviously not. Right, But- the places that aren't as active, yeah, absolutely. We're like, okay, like is this is there anything here? And you want to try so hard, but it's like if there's nothing here, there's nothing here. Right. And exactly. that's another thing that I found investigating. Not everywhere is haunted. No. Not, it's not everywhere is haunted. No. Even though people say that everywhere has history and everywhere, you know, right. has that. But it does not mean everywhere's haunted.
0: Absolutely not. But we want the haunted places. We only want the
1: haunted places. Yeah. So if
0: you have a haunted place. <laughs> Let us know. You please do. Oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. We'll be right over.
1: <laughs> <laughs> On our way. Right now.
0: <laughs> I know this question has already been brought up, DJ Jimmy. Wah, wah, but who goes first? Uh, Clayton.
1: Okay. okay. That's right. I have a question for you. Okay. A serious question. Not like a serious. I'm putting
0: commercial. on my serious face.
1: It's a, it's just a yes or no. Okay. Do you believe at some point in history Atlantis was real? Yes. Okay. So last year, as in 2018, was a really busy year for Atlantis. The city was quote unquote found in the Sahara Desert, the heart of Antarctica, Spain, and just off the coast of LA.
0: Let me add: I don't believe that it was underwater. I believed it was just – I believe it was a city that got covered by water and then uncovered right. by water.
1: Um, so, yeah, it was found like four or five times last year alone, supposedly.
0: Okay. So NASA – In different places?
1: Yep. Because all these different researchers are like, I found it. No, I found it. No, I found oh,
0: it. Oh, okay. I mean, I thought it was legit moving.
1: Oh. <laughs> so NASA astronaut turned oceanographer because – Why not? Bored. Um he his name's Paul Scully Power, sorry, DJ Jimmy. But he renewed his own vow to find the city. He's like, I this was real. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Comic book author Zach Kaplan became so wrapped up in his Atlantis findings that his theory, and it's a serious theory that he takes one hundred percent seriously. He thinks it's beneath Manhattan. What? Right. Like, oh,
0: okay.
1: Good for him. So, right. The, the <laughs> I amount don't have issues with that idea, but whatever. Here we go. <laughs> so, everyone likes a good legend, especially when it's about some ancient civilization when humans dared, you know, great deeds. But the problem with this whole thing, and this is crazy to me, according to a study they did, or a survey they did last year, uh-huh. 57% of Americans strongly agree that Atlantis once existed.
0: Why wouldn't it have?
1: That's a lot. That's a big number. That is a big number. It's more so than I thought.
0: I I mean, well, let me ask a question. Sure. I mean, we weren't taught about this in history books, or were we? No. Okay, this is just like legend lore. Yes and no.
1: So I'll get that. Okay. So Atlantis was never intended to be taken as a real place when it was first brought to life. So the sole source of the legend of Atlantis comes from and I might be my Greeks a little off. Timaeus and Crit- critias? Sure. Or is that Latin?
0: I. Let us don't know in the even comments know. below. I would I'm not judging.
1: By the Greek philosopher Plato. Okay. So as a philosopher, Plato regularly used um hypothetical or mythological examples in his writing, allowing characters in the dialogue to debate the relative facts of an idea in a mock version. Okay. If that makes sense. So he's like I have this theory. Let me put a story behind it so people can understand it and, you know, make sense. The story of Atlantis is no different. The characters in Plato's dialogues claim to have heard the story of the lost city from a man named Solon, who himself claimed he was told a story by an Egyptian priest, who themselves said the events took place 9,000 years, 9,000 years ago. Okay. Okay.
0: From that point.
1: Yes. And it was beyond the Straits of Gibraltar. Um, and then I put a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Far, far away. <laughs> because I was like, uh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. So the story follows is the story that follows is one of like great pride and being overly self confident. This is the story that Plato's trying to relay with Atlantis. Okay. So Atlantis was once a great and mighty empire, the envy of anci- of the ancient world. But in their success, they had forgotten to give proper respect to the gods. So a resistance movement of the in- Atlantean, that's what people call people from Atlantis, okay. Atlantean Empire rose up in Athens, which just so happens to be Plato's hometown. But despite the overwhelming odds, the resistance overcame the empire and the gods caused Atlantis to sink beneath the sea as punishment for their overwhelming self-pride. Gotcha. The tale is just a simple narration that urged present-day Athenians to remain wow, humble. are really
0: good at those.
1: <laughs> to remain humble and honor the gods. So essentially, this is Plato just saying, honor your gods, stay humble. That so this is
0: Plato's version of the Bible. More or less. Yeah.
1: But he was just a philosopher. So yes. this is before modern day so you just have these books and you know I you know those little like the the pictures that were really popular in the 90s that have like a golf course and it says like success oh yeah with like a quote <laughs> yeah Plato
0: the motivational posters yes
1: um Plato described Atlantis as wealthy and powerful but at its core Atlantis was just another Greek city state thing with the development of spiritualism. The spiritualism movement in the 19th century, a new vision of Atlantis emerged. So Plato came out with this, mm-hmm. and then it was like, oh my gosh, da da. da but everyone knew the little story, and then it kind of disappeared. So then, with the development of the spiritualism movement in the 19th century, like I said, a new version of it emerged. With a handful of authors kind of all putting their little twist on it. So, but they claim to have new knowledge of how the ancient city. Came to be through, okay. but they claim it through uh, like spiritual gurus, psychic readings of past lives, and other mythical sources. Right, right. So they're like, we went to Terry, the tarot card reader, and she told us <laughs> that Atlantis was real. Like, so that's what gotcha. these people are now yeah. saying. Like, yeah. it was actually real because this is how we found out. Yes. So attempts to find physical evidence of Atlanta, Atlantis, <laughs> Atlanta.
0: Atlanteans, you know.
1: Also began in the 19th century. The public's interest of the ancient Greek culture had been peaked in the 1870s when German archaeologist Heinrich Schleinmann.
0: Very well done. I added a letter, but we're not going to talk about it. Nope.
1: Um, claimed that he found the actual city of Troy. Okay. So when he came out with this, everyone... I didn't of know just, that
0: city was lost.
1: Well, it was just like, because it's not a city today. Right. It's like, oh, okay. this is where Troy was. So then everyone was like, oh my gosh, and got this uproar because, you know, what is it called when when something happens and then it becomes more popular because it, does anyone know what I'm talking about? We'll cut that out. Okay. <laughs> so his claims are controversial, but as far as the public was concerned, if Troy was real, why can't Atlantis be real? Right so that like i said that was in 1870 so then in 1882 this book came out and it was super popular crazy crazy popular again reshaping the public's view of atlantis so the author claimed that while he didn't find the actual city he could use archaeological evidence to prove that it actually did once exist but he argued that the ancient temples and pyramids of the Egyptians and the Mayans were so similar that they had to originate from Atlantis.
0: <laughs> okay, that's a stretch. Right.
1: <laughs> but I mean a pyramid's like,
0: a pyramid. There were only so many shapes. Okay.
1: <laughs> but he was like a more or less like attacked, and people are saying, like, you're insane. Because the amount of differences, and in his book, he would like stretch certain parts to make the lines connect and all this stuff. Um. Because he said that both ancient cultures have glyphic writing systems, which is absolutely true. But if you look at them, it's like putting like English next to Chinese. Like yes, we
0: we have we, a, an alphabet. We they have, have an alphabet, alphabet and
1: system. They are nothing alike. So it is true, but it's right. not the same. Right. So basically, he again just brought back the whole people wanting Atlantis to be real so through every new discovery people often refer back to his book Mm -hmm. but there are actually no historical or archaeological claims or data to support his book or findings
0: well that happens
1: yeah (laughs) so Plato's story was always 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 intended to be just a a parable and not a tale of human history And Dr. Steve Kershaw, who I really, really like after reading this, Mm -hmm. he said, there's no need for anyone to seek Atlantis in Antarctica, Bolivia, Cuba, Egypt, Florida, Greenland, or anywhere else in the world because the location is not a mystery that enters the titles and subtitles of so many Atlantean publications. It certainly existed, but only existed in Plato's imagination, and so it should have done. Myths are good to think with. Which is like, oh... That's I understand. Right. Because no, yeah. the whole city of Atlantis was only this parable.
0: Right. If he was trying to tell people, chill the fuck out, don't get so into yourselves. Or, right. It's not good. Yeah. Um,
1: so yeah, like the Bible. Um, yeah, Atlantis is powerful, sage, and even entertaining as a legend. But to claim it was a real city is another thing altogether. Our understanding of human past is well established in its basic outline through archaeological and historical data but the idea that a quote ancient civilization advanced civilization such as Atlantis one existed is best left for movies and Can I just and- throw
0: this out there though have you do you know much about the city of Pompeii Uh yeah how could that not be Atl- I mean maybe that was Atlantis maybe it was just a different name Because I mean those that don't know Pompeii is a city in Greece Yeah ish and it was one day a volcano just erupted, and the whole city, people, animals, everything was covered in ash and completely preserved. Yeah. It is stunning. I was just watching a Mysteries Museum, the yeah. surprise. And I mean, just people were like mummified, and and, and everything was so elaborate there. Right.
1: I, well, and that's why I'm just what throwing I think, a
0: conspiracy theory out there.
1: <laughs> I just think that, like I said, Plato. Created Atlantis, the, the word, the name, the right, place, Atlantis. Right. So people through Would years. Would check
0: themselves before they wreck themselves. <laughs>
1: right. I absolutely think there might be cities that, I mean, look at Venice, Italy. Oh, you know, yeah. Fast forward a thousand years, it's probably going to be mostly underwater. Yeah. It's not Atlantis. Yeah. Like I absolutely think there are cities that are now underwater because of time. But I don't think Atlantis. Well, was right. what
0: if what if he just changed names, dates, and situations instead of being underwater, it was under volcanic ash? Because it was an elaborate city. Right.
1: And then he just put this moral story behind yeah. it to make people stay humble.
0: It didn't work, Plato. I'm so sorry. I wish it had.
1: It might have worked for like a year or two. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Shit's out of control now, man. I'm just saying. But can you imagine That's like a crazy. time before
1: you could just so let's say Plato comes out with this. If someone named Plato today were to tell us this, we could literally go to Google and be like, what the hell is Atlantis? Yeah. And there would be no search history because it would have never been a thing. But just living in a time where you are like so afraid of that. Right. Because you would read this and be like, oh my gosh, I had no idea that happened.
0: But that's a great story.
1: Yeah. It was cool because I actually – so like it does branch into mythology and all that. But I mainly did it for myself because I really didn't know. I, I didn't like,
0: either. And I, I didn't even know it was a story that was written. I just thought, you know how you learn in school about Greek mythology? Yeah, I exactly. just thought it was just one of the stories that either it did happen or it didn't happen. You know?
1: Yeah, I didn't know that it was...
0: It had a paper trail.
1: Yeah. And it was like a motivational poster.
0: I love it. Way to go, Plato. Didn't work, but way to go. <laughs> right. Uh, that's, I used to be obsessed with Greek mythology.
1: Whoa, really? Yeah. I didn't know that.
0: Well, at the time, there were a bunch of in early 80s, a bunch of which are now really bad movies were coming out about it, and Medusa, and all that stuff. I, it was just so intriguing. It was like my version of comic books. They're just great yeah.
1: stories. It is cool.
0: I have absolutely no decent segue between your story and mine. That's okay. Um But, you know, me, I'm I'm watching weird shit on TV all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm always looking for something to do while I'm folding laundry or whatever it is when I am actually home. Um, But Reels has been really good to me lately. They have, like, really cool shows. Like, one of them I like to watch is, like, where they take uh, copycat killers of, like, really well-known murderers and things like that and then people that try to copy it and this, that, and the other. Well, there's one um, that I, I forgot to write down the name of it. I think it's True Horrors or something like uh-huh. that. Um and it was insane. And it's it's got a little twist to it at the end. So this is the Herman family poltergeist.
1: Herman family. Why does that sound familiar? I don't okay. I don't Go know. Ahead. I
0: hadn't heard of them specifically before. Okay. Um the story takes place at 1648 Redwood Path in Seaford, New York. 1958. The story begins with an odd occurrence happening regularly at the Herman home. The family was Mr. and Mrs. Herman and their two children, Jimmy and Lucy. On February 3rd, 1958, Jimmy and Lucy came home from school. Like any other day as the children settled in for their afterschool routine, various bottles throughout the house began to spontaneously pop their tops off for absolutely no reason. Just like they're here in the house. You know, everywhere. Um, According to Herman's wife, Lucille, she and the kids were enjoying some time together after the children arrived home from school when they heard these popping noises coming from various places. Upon investigating, they discovered uncapped bottles of several common substances upended in several different rooms. The most surprising was a bottle of holy water spilling all over the the bedroom dresser. Whoa. It's like conditioners, just weird shit that has a top on it all throughout their house. Um, The family decided to wait until Mr. Herman, James, got home to investigate any further. Once James gets home, the family recounts their story, giving him all the gory details. And James then decides they should probably stay calm and keep things to themselves. I mean, we don't want the neighbors to know spooky things are going on in the house. And, you know, back then, neighbors probably actually spoke to one another. Right. Um, that was suburbia back then. Um, not even five days later, the family was sitting down for what I can only imagine is like a beaver cleaver style dinner, you know, mom and pearls and heels serving, you know, like a full on roast with those little mm-hmm. cap thingies. Um, and the popping starts to happen again. This time, James was home and decided to go investigate things for himself, and to his surprise, he finds bottles popped all over the house with whatever ingredients were inside oozing out of the bottles where they landed.
1: Okay. Does that scare you?
0: I I would be a little freaked out.
1: I'm trying to think how I would react if I was just sitting around and like bottles started popping. If I would be like, I don't think my first instinct would be to run out of the house, but no. I would be like- I think I would be more <laughs> like intrigued. What the fuck like,
0: is happening? going on? How is this happening? Right. Exactly. And and they did. They, right now everything's like this is what the hell's going
1: on? Solar flares.
0: <laughs> exactly. Um and I mean, what do you do in 1958? Uh in this case, they called the police. Really? Yep. You know, don't tell the neighbors guys, but let's give the, right. the police a call. <laughs> Um, police then sent someone out right away, which totally blows my mind. Can you imagine the scenario in this day and age? No. They'd like hang up on you.
1: They would either hang up or 12 state troopers would show up. Yeah.
0: Swat causing team. Causing
1: the biggest scene. You
0: Everything. Know. Uh, and I can picture it, the cops rolling up on the Herman house, thinking he's got some nut jobs to deal with on the inside. Um, once inside the Herman residence, Mr. Police Officer starts hearing the same popping all over the house as well. And when he goes to where he's hearing the noises, he finds the same result as the hermans bottles toppled over with their contents spilled. Even like jars with screw top lids filled with jelly. Just what? everything that had a top on it was doing this. While the cop was blown away, he was also super suspicious and takes James aside. And since there are a couple teenagers living there, they, they come up with the conclusion that it's probably Jimmy pulling a prank. On the other family members. So the two investigate a little more, and they really can't find any evidence of the kid playing pranks. I mean, that would be my first. You got a couple teenagers Absolutely. in the house. Guys, chill Stop. the fuck out. Yep. Yeah. Um, this continues over time, and the police send officers who investigate other ways that this could be by naturally occurring things like maybe the house was having heating issues and cooling issues, and it was heating up and and this, oh, that, and the other. that would make sense. Yeah, and then they looked into Prankster Jimmy a little bit more, but they end up coming to the conclusion that there is no conclusion. They just cannot explain it. Okay, so then the story gets out. Reporters show up, and the incidents are caught on film and then televised. What? I, I need to search for some of this footage. I, It was kind of a last-minute story writing session going on here at my place. <laughs> um so much for the neighbors not finding out. People all over the world are intrigued by the story and what became known as the Popper Incident or Incidents. And the occurrences begin to actually escalate. And they even bring in a priest, and he can't do anything about it. One day, a cousin comes over to the visit, and she's thinking um, that James and the original officer who came first to for the police call... Uh-huh. Thinking it was little Jimmy, she's like, "It's got to be." Has I mean, back be. then you could buy magic trick yeah. kits on the back of comic books, you know. So it's, it, she's like, "Enough is enough. I'm going to figure this out." Until she's sitting in the living room with both of the teenagers, including Jimmy, and it starts happening everywhere, and it and it just keeps getting more intense and bigger things. Stop putting the lids on things. Well, I mean, <laughs> that makes the most sense to me. So James, at this point, has had enough. He moves the family out of the house briefly. What? Nothing happens in the house while they're gone. Absolutely nothing. So I'm watching this show going, oh, it's definitely Jimmy. <clears throat> but once they return, the noises and damage kick up to full force again. What? Then they escalate even heavier, larger, and more dangerous objects are being popped. After about a full month of this, Dr. JB Ryan, director of the Duke University's parapsychology lab, gets wind of the craziness and asks the family if he can look into the phenomena. Isn't that what the Ghostbusters were? Is they were the parapsychology at the university?
1: Oh, maybe. I think you're Something right. Something like that. Yes.
0: Um, Ryan believed that two hormonal teenagers living in the house. Could have caused some sort of psychokinesis. No way of poltergeist activity. This is a thing. Okay, and I had heard of this before. That's why when I was watching this, I'm like, "Oh, I need to do some research." Um, so Ryan and his colleagues began to try and prove that there is no way that this could be happening naturally; that it is this psychokinesis. So let's let's look a little more into the psychic psychokinesis angle. So, this is a whole rabbit hole in its own right, and I could have read for hours and hours and hours, because it's so interesting. So, here's the definition of psychokinesis activity. Get ready for some big words that I'm probably going to fuck up. Okay. Psychokinesis, for short, is PK, refers to the apparent ability of some individuals to paranormally affect physical processes using mental powers. Because poltergeist phenomena tend to focus around the poltergeist agent, it is suggested that they are caused by spontaneous eruption of the agent's latent psychokinetic powers. Are we on the same page? Yes, I'm following. So it's based around this agent is a person. Mm Mm-hmm. As poltergeist outbreaks are usually associated with high levels of emotional stress, it is also presumed that this may amplify the agent's psychokinetic energies until they eventually explode in the form of poltergeist activity. What? It has also been suggested that certain environmental factors may amplify the psychokinetic energies of some sensitive individuals, leading to poltergeist manifestations, In particular, research indicates an association with electromagnetic fields and geomagnetic disturbances. So that's like the perfect storm. This stress, this everything all wrapped up into one. So the poltergeist agent is usually a child, teenager, or young adult. Most Most commonly a prepubescent or pubescent girl Nine to thirteen years in age, and I've heard that so many times. Whoa! In many poltergeist cases, there are complex and emotionally conflicted family dynamics. Often, the family has a strict, a uh, strict authoritarian and punitive regime, and may strong may be strongly religious.
1: Okay.
0: So, without reading word for word these definitions of what it is, here's how I see it. You've got. Hormones, uh-huh. which is an energy of it. We've all been teenagers. Yes. Some of you listening, maybe teenagers, ask your mom and dad for permission. But there's, I was a fucking nightmare <laughs> as a. I literally was, and everything's just so. Uh, yeah, we're all X Men.
1: Oh my gosh, dream. Think about it. True. <laughs> I know.
0: Well, I want to go back to my teenage. So. This is a thing. There's been research into this, and everything I'm reading is saying all poltergeist activity is not a spirit. It's not a ghost. It's these energies being wrapped up in this perfect storm of EMFs and geomagnetic disturbances, and it produces poltergeist activity.
1: Well, go back and think of the infield poltergeist. Yes, like all Pre-b- the girls Pre-b- were like and girls. Yeah. yeah.
0: So insane. Whoa. Insane. I I, I want to do more research into other poltergeist cases because I, I don't know a whole lot about them. I won't lie. Yeah. But I, I like I said I had heard this theory before. Yeah. But I hadn't heard the theory that all poltergeist activity
1: has been centered around that. Right.
0: The what I had heard before is that prepubescent girls in this age group attract paranormal activity sure but this this defines it a little bit this is more. saying
1: that it actually stems from them
0: and I'm pissed I didn't use my superpowers for good I'm not going you gonna lost lie. your time damn it
1: it's behind you
0: I so could have been Phoenix
1: it's also a good thing you didn't know this because you probably would have been like Trying to make Cassie do things when she was in right. that age group.
0: I wasn't into all this shit then. So. Well, no, that's what I well, mean. Yeah. It's probably a
1: good thing <laughs> you didn't know.
0: But I wish I'd have been able to channel my powers at these ages. Right. The 80s would have been so much different. But it's it's actu- actually completely bonkers. And I love it. And I love the fact there's kind of an explanation that you can't put your hands on. You know what I'm saying? But it's not.
1: It do, When you read it like that, it doesn't seem far-fetched.
0: No, it doesn't. You know? It's crazy.
1: I feel like if you were to just say, oh, like preteen girls can move things with their minds and emotions, you're like, oh, okay. But...
0: When you put it all together yeah. like that. And, and it comes, the TV show I watch, it comes down to, it was Jimmy, but he didn't. He had no idea it was happening, and and it generally occurs from anywhere from like thirty days to three months with these kids, and then it's just gone. And that's exactly what oh my happened. Gosh. With Think Jimmy.
1: about if they figured out how to harness it.
0: I know that's what I'm saying. Oh, I get. Oh, <sighs> I want it so bad. Maybe when I want to go through menopause.
1: <laughs> then you'll be like Dark Phoenix. So like yes, preteen is just like moving things. and yeah, you
0: know? <laughs> then I turn into Dark Phoenix. Um, some people say that most polterge- poltergeist activity is this scenario, plain and simple, that it has nothing to do with ghosts and spirits at all. Which kind of, like I said, I'm recapping here. Which kind of sort of makes sense. I mean, like I said, I'm totally. I went over all this. I was fucking crazy as a teenager. It was. It makes complete sense to me. Now, back to the Hermans, months later, the parapsychology lab staff, they were just at a loss. They really had no concrete proof. And the activity died down and never happened to the family again. But 24 years later, Hollywood took a stab at the story, which became what we now know as Poltergeist.
1: Hermans. Do they use their name? No. Oh. What were they? What was there? I don't know why that sounds so familiar to me.
0: I don't think it was. I mean, granted, they Hollywooded the hell out of it. Yes. Um, and it was a a child, as opposed to opposed to a prepubescent child, but crazy. So crazy. Yeah, but I like having a slight kind of sort of possible explanation for yeah. something. That's so cool. Yeah.
1: That's very very cool. Is what they use in the movies,
0: Freeling. Freeling. Yeah, that's right. I still call the dad coach at this point because that's who he was after that. But nutty story.
1: Yeah. No, that's crazy. It
0: it leaves me with so many more questions. But it's
1: also so crazy like because when you hear poltergeist, you immediately think, I immediately think, like, dark, evil, demonic. You do. Like, you know, a a hammer being thrown at your head, that sort of thing. Nope, just popping bottles.
0: I know, which was perfect. It was like subtle but – there was
1: no explanation for it. There was like a buildup of pressure or energy in the air.
0: Yeah. And I just threw the holy water in there just because I was going to make you think it was going to go somewhere it wasn't, but it did happen. No, no yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't just the holy water. It was like jams everything. and jellies and mayonnaise and conditioner and shampoo, everything that had a lid on it.
1: That's so crazy. Nuts. I love it, though. I love it. That is very cool.
0: You know I me, I'm a sucker for the alleged hauntings.
1: Oh, Obviously, why do you, you, you think always we go do what we do?
0: So much more full spectrum with your stories. But I've I've got a I'm I'm already thinking of next week's. I saw another show last night that was really good. Well,
1: I was actually when I told DJ Jimmy what I was doing, he's like, Oh, I thought you were doing something else because I told him one. I was like, I am going to do that sometime, but I want it to be like ironed and like structured because it's absolutely it, perfect. Deservingly so. Oh yeah. And I'll when the time comes that I do that, I'll be like, This is the one.
0: Okay, please do because now inquiring minds want to know.
1: So we got a story on Facebook.
0: We did. We did. Super excited about it.
1: So it's from our friend Indigo. Yes. And she an sent us this. She says, So my story takes place in Monroe, North Carolina, which is just outside of Charlotte, on the night of the solar eclipse back in September of 2017.
0: Oh, so it's super recent.
1: Yeah. She says, I didn't feel like going anywhere to watch it since I was several months pregnant at the time. So we decided to have some friends over for a little cookout and make an event out of it. So after the eclipse and just after, sun, after sundown, myself, my husband, and a few friends stayed late deciding to stargaze since we live out in the country where there's no light pollution and you can basically see every star. We were all laying on blankets watching the sky when all of a sudden I noticed two very faint stars were moving across the sky. Every so often, they would appear to stop and then go again, almost as if they were interacting with one another. Wow. I pointed this out to my friends to see if anybody else could see this to confirm that I was not crazy. Story of our lives. (laughs) Yeah, preach. One other person was able to find where I was pointing and confirmed that I indeed was not crazy. Or if I was, he was too. Again, (laughs) story of our lives. (laughs)
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: We were so fascinated and freaked out with the excitement that we both noticed a bluish-green geometric pattern shooting out from both points connecting the two. What? When the patterns, Then the patterns seemed like they were coming down towards us. No sooner than this happened, I saw a light out of my peripheral vision that I assumed was one of my friend's phone screens lighting up. Yeah. But when I looked to see where the light source was coming from, And and bitch at someone for messing up the vibe. (laughs) There was still pure darkness. What? I can only speculate that the light and what we were witnessing were connected in some sort of way. So while we were freaking out about all this, I noticed that my stomach started to get really warm, then hot.
0: Oh, and she was pregnant, right?
1: Yes. But it wasn't my skin that was heating up. It was just something inside my stomach was radiating heat out. It seemed like the baby was getting hot. Oh, wow. Like a literal bun in the oven, if you will. (laughs) LOL, she says. I again needed someone to confirm that I wasn't losing my mind. So I had everyone put their hand on my stomach and they all agreed that it felt very warm. Um, And then as quickly as it started, everything stopped. The points in the sky were gone. Patterns and lights were gone. And my stomach went back to normal body temperature.
0: What?
1: Okay. Alien baby.
0: Alien. How is the baby now? That's what we need to know. Indigo, drop us a line. Yes. And um, do they have any superpowers?
1: It's like. Yes. It's literally like Jack-Jack. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> From The Incredibles. Oh, literally. The baby was trying to make contact <laughs> with the aliens.
0: <laughs> oh, that's so cool. That's
1: a really cool story. That is. And very different than, I mean.
0: What we normally The get. whole baby
1: thing just puts a whole new like twist on it.
0: Yeah. Thank I you. loved it. That was
1: awesome. Again, guys, if you have your own stories, crew at gmail.com. You can email them to us. Or like Indigo, you can message us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, the only thing that we do ask, if you do have a story, uh, try to structure it a little bit like a story so that we can yeah. read it on the air because we don't want to make words for you. Uh, yeah. We get some that are just sentences and stuff, that, which are interesting, but we want stories.
0: Just like this one. This yeah, one was great. It, was, it had a beginning, an end, and a middle. Yes. Which is exactly what we need. You know, um, people are still raving about season two on Amazon Prime. I know. I'm so excited. I know. I'm so excited. Those of you that don't know, we have a... So this is Oddity Files, the The podcast. podcast. We also have Oddity Files... The TV TV show show. on Amazon Prime. It's free to Prime members, and uh, you get season one, season two, six episodes each. You get to find out what we look like. You get to find out that we are absolutely insane, Mm -hmm. and we'll go to some of the scariest locations you've ever thought of before in your life Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. just talk to ourselves in the dark. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> it's way more exciting than that. <laughs> I totally <Right>. downplayed
1: that. <laughs> no, it really is exciting. And, I mean, you get s- to see some of the amazing places that we go.
0: It's one of my favorite parts of doing this.
1: It really is. Some of the places are more uh, – I don't want to say they're, like, more astoundingly beautiful than they are astoundingly haunted. Right. But some of
0: them are. They are. We've been to some mansions, and it's just like – Oh, my oh. God. I never want to. I'm moving in right, right now.
1: The ghosts are fine. We're moving yeah. in.
0: So Clayton sent me a video of them pulling up the driveway at oh, Waverly. Yeah. And you just hear the two of you just going, oh,
1: my God. Well, I, I had never been. That's true. I I'd keep forgetting only seeing like photos and all of that.
0: And it, it was really neat that we got to go around and see the front. I'd never seen the front of the building before. It's even more beautiful oh than the gosh. back, which it's known for.
1: It's so crazy, <laughs> so, and I am sorry that we keep talking about Waverly, but uh, not. Also well, y'all sorry. asked for it, yeah.
0: <laughs> Literally,
1: so in the gift shop is essentially where they have someone sitting twenty four seven. Oh, and yeah. they have this. <laughs> all how many screens were there?
0: At least like six ginormous flat screen TVs, all
1: with four to six camera views on each one, because they have every inch of the property, and. Some spots inside, yeah, covered because so many people try to sneak in and vandalize and all this. And again, they're putting their basically all the money that you spend to investigate there. They turn around, and put every dime back into preserving the building. Mm-hmm. Um But it's funny. I was like, "What do you do when people try to break in?" And he goes, "Oh, we scare the shit out of them." <laughs> he said, "I loved it." He so said, much. "They're already scared when they're tr- like when they're coming up, so we just scare them." Yes, and it's like that's so true because. You know, if I happened to be in a situation where I was like sneaking around, and something like that happened,
0: my ass would take I would off. Shit myself.
1: You <laughs> wouldn't. You wouldn't even need to leave. He said that they have like a microphone in the gift shop that they can, like, say on the on, on the, the
0: cameras. Yeah, on the exterior the and the there. Speakers.
1: Yeah. I'd be like playing creepy sounds. And oh yeah. I wouldn't just 110%. be like, "Hey guys, get out of here."
0: Yeah. It's it's nuts, but honestly, it put me at a sense of Mm because that's the first location that had such hella security like that it was so freaking comforting absolutely because i'm way more scared of people than i am ghosts and that place is known for people trying to get up and get up on in there
1: so 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 great they said that two people tried to tried to get on the property while we were in there
0: thank god they were there monday night i know It was a beautiful night, though.
1: It was perfect. We
0: could not have asked for better weather.
1: I wasn't hot. I wasn't cold. I I was perfect. It was
0: Clayton's dream investigation. It was.
1: My gosh.
0: Well, mine, too. But I don't mind being as cold as as he
1: does and Carter does. Okay. But sometimes, you know, when it's so cold.
0: Oh, I almost lost feeling in my toes in Salt Lake. (laughs) I'm not going (laughs) to lie. trying to
1: figure out those hand warmers and put them in my shoes. Put them everywhere. We need some... I love hot hands, but... Listen, the 35 minutes it takes those things to get hot. I
0: know. And you can't even put them on your body parts until it's hot, right? right?
1: Unacceptable. Unacceptable. We need some more immediate care. <laughs> we do. I need like a personal space heater to just carry around with me when we're skating. Well, we've had, had experiences
0: like, mm, with Clayton and space heaters back I in the old
1: days. burnt down an entire property because... Yes. You know, it's not even a space heater. It's the the heater that like kind of blows flames inside <laughs> yeah, and pretty then, much. But we were so cold that I just slightly turned it up, and it literally <laughs> caught itself on fire. We looked down, and this whole thing's on fire. And we're like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> and like the cords are melting. And but again, we were all so cold that we didn't even realize it.
0: Yeah, I don't even know where I was at that point. But guys. What is this episode twenty
1: three?
0: Twenty three. Thank you guys for being here, even when we have a ghost hangover and are trying to act all like we have this energy that we don't and we're have. Excited
1: because we are excited that you guys are listening, and we never we want are. you to think that you aren't. I don't think I said that right.
0: I have no idea what <laughs> you just said. So I'm, let's I was like, go. That's like we are it.
1: excited to be doing this, and we never want you guys to think that we aren't excited and we don't enjoy this because we do and we love telling you guys stories and. Like I said, for my story this week, it was something that I just personally wanted to know more yeah. about and this was an excuse to research it.
0: And that's how this came full circle because my story was just something I wanted we to know. We should offer
1: a college course.
0: Oh God, could you imagine? Words are so fucking hard. <laughs> people would be like, us. What the hell is she saying? But people
1: would request to take our class all the time. You know they would. <laughs> Why?
0: Watch yourself before you get this this town sunk, mister.
1: No, <laughs> no, just because like if it was just An oddities course that was an elective. Oh,
0: damn.
1: You know, people would take it all. We wouldn't make it that hard.
0: We, what in the hell,
1: no. And if people, I can't be here today, I'd say, okay. (laughs) No biggie. That's fine. You don't
0: really get a grade. You just get to be here and hang out with us. You still
1: got to take the test. I don't care if you're here or not. (laughs) I'll fail you in oddities and curiosities. Where did I just read that? Here? Something. <laughs>
0: Cabinet of Curiosities right so,
1: there. So um, Indiana University, if you need any of the elective classes, Yeah, I mean, we're right here. Audifilescrew at gmail.com.
0: Absolutely. Again, if you guys uh, have a place that's haunted, reach out to us. If, if, if it's a place we can get to, we're – I mean, everything we've booked for season three has been investigated at this point. So we are looking for new places. Yeah. I still want to investigate that tavern that Jim had sent that story in about – and Connecticut-ish, Maine,
1: maybe? I, I think my next, I'm not going to call it bucket list, but really on my radar, is that mansion up in Cleveland.
0: Oh, but, yeah, 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 yeah. God, what is it
1: called? I don't know, but I really, really, really want to investigate yeah. that because there's a little girl up in the attic. Yes. So maybe we try to get a hold of them.
0: Maybe we should. Or
1: if you guys know, the only reference I have to it is it was on paranormal lockdown. Nick the and- something mansion. Yes. But it's not, like, unaccessible. No, it's not. So if you guys know, one, the actual name of it that we can't think of right now, um, or two, who owns it, runs it, has it in, let us know. Because Cleveland's not a terrible trip.
0: No, not at all. You guys want to know my bucket list? The White House.
1: Well, I- that's why I said realistic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. It's- well, it's certainly not going to happen till somebody new lives there for me but we'll have DJ um,
1: Jimmy run for president
0: yes DJ Jimmy 2020 wah, wah. <laughs> I love this it this is his
1: official this is He's
0: throwing his hat in the ring
1: yep <laughs> look out
0: but thanks you guys for being here thanks to our sponsors audibletrial.com slash oddityfiles and Go stop. definitely check out the new one for me guys it's oddityfiles.com slash site slash stop.
1: Thanks, guys. Oh, don't forget,
0: weird is the new cool.
1: Goodbye. There will be stickers and T-shirts and decals and hats soon. Eventually. Goodbye.